This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. This is Soul to Soul on a beautiful, I was, I guess we'd call it almost a wintry Friday afternoon here in Johannesburg. Suddenly it's gone quite, quite cold. In fact, uh, just heard this afternoon that in uh, Israel it's actually quite hot. So I don't know, someone's confused uh, somewhere this morning. Uh, Quite early, it was about five degrees or something like that. But anyway, in here it's nice and warm, and we're all feeling, uh, Baruch Hashem, all motivated and excited about the coming, the coming Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh Pashas, Toldos, uh, an incredible, incredible Pasha. Actually, uh, someone said yesterday, uh, an, a unique uh, a Pasha. It's the only Pasha in the Torah where we have. All three of the Avot, Avram, Yitzchak, and Yankov, living uh, together, albeit not for that long time, because uh, fifteen years into the uh, into the parsha, uh, Avram Avram passes Avram passes away, and uh, we have the whole concept of uh, of the development of of Yaakov and. Uh, and uh, and they serve, so it's an incredibly interesting one of the most one of the most dramatic uh, uh, parshiot in the in the Torah. The whole the whole concept of uh, first of all Esav uh, giving away his uh, his rights of the firstborn, his bechorah, and then the whole uh, discussion about the the blessings and Avram and uh, Yaakov taking the the blessings. From Esau that she wasn't really taking because they were they were actually his uh, his uh, his his blessings. Um, just wanted to focus for 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 a moment on, on on a concept that I think is so so important for us to uh, to realize. It says uh, here there's there's a the beginning of the Pash talks about the birth of 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 the of Yaakov and Esau and and the whole discussion about the. About the birthright, and then the main incident uh, that covers the bulk of the parsha is the whole, uh, the whole uh, story about the the brachas and 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 Yaakov and Esav. But in between, there's there's a whole section uh, about Yitzchak and uh, and Wells and his and his uh, his development, and uh, it uh, it actually it says there that uh, well, we'll get that in 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 a minute. But uh, let's start perhaps with the, with the pasuk where uh, Yaakov comes to his father, his father Yitzchak, and uh, and says uh, uh, Yaakov walks in and and Yitzchak says is surprised. Why did you come so so quickly? How did you get here so quickly? I only sent you out a while ago. I know it takes a while to go to go out to the fields and and get and catch and and prepare and process and and you know make make it nice to me. So Yaakov answers, "Ki hikra Hashem that the Rebbeinu Shalom made it happen for me. It was a, it was a chance thing that Hashem just just made it just made it made it happen. And and, and what all the commentaries are bothered by that this this seems to be uh, a, a a shading of the truth quite uh, quite uh, quite dramatically. Uh, I mean. Yaakov, you know, we know his 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 midah, his stock and trade. His uh, his main attribute was was truth. Tikkun emes liyakov. 
So, uh, uh, and, and we know that the fact that he was able to hurry was not because Hashem made it all uh, happen to him, because he, he never actually went out to the fields at all to get uh, to get uh, anything to, to, to hunt, but he went himself just outside to the backyard, and he took two, the, two, uh, the two goats that... Uh, his mo- that belonged to his mother that were part of the the deal between his mother and father and uh, and he sheltered them so why say that so i saw brought down the name of the uh, of the of the zera shimshon that yakov vinu considered every single thing that happened to him even that which was organized and that which was uh, which he himself processed and prepared, he considered it as if that was something that the Rabbani Shlalem made made uh, made happen. In other words, he understood that even those two goats that were just available in in the backyard for him to to shech, that all came about. That only sort of uh, happened because that was. The Ratzon of Hakadosh Baruch and the great kindness of Hakadosh Baruch that he would be able to to hurry up and 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 bring the the delicacies to to Yitzchak's father before Esav would manage to get uh, to to get uh, to get back, and 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 Zerashimshan adds and he says we need to we need to uh, <coughs> learn from this a tremendous tremendous lesson. For, for ourselves, that every single one of us needs to recognize and whatever it is that we do, that these are all amazing actions brought about and organized by the Rebbein Shalom because human beings don't have the power to do anything if it's not uh, willed by the great chesed, or the great kindness of, of, of Hashem as the Gemara as Gemara says, you don't even sort of bang your finger uh, in in this world unless there's a special decree made in Shemaim. There's no such thing as as happenstance. There's nothing that well, Hashem created the world and then sort of gave it over to the natural forces to to run. That's certainly not the way the Jewish nation operates. Every single thing is a decree, and therefore, any time a person makes a profit. He shouldn't say, oh, this happened because, you know, my amazing acumen, because of the, of the, I put in so much effort to this. Thank God it was, it was successful. It's, it's not your effort. It's all because of the great kindness of, of Hashem. And if a person gets a, uh, uh, some position of, of, of greatness, shouldn't say, well, <clears throat> because I'm so, I'm so clever, I'm so well, well placed. <clears throat> it's totally and completely the, the kindness of Akash Baruch. And that's, that's what, that's what Yaakovinu meant when he said, Ki hikra Hashem it, it, it happened. Hashem made it, made it happen for me. They, they tell a story that, uh, there was once a, a wagon driver who came to the, to the Chafetz Chaim. And he was very upset. He was crying, and he and he said to the Chavot time that the uh, that the horse that which he used to uh, to drive his his wagon for so many years, the horse one day just collapsed and and died. And because of that, the man said, "I've now lost my the source of my source of income for myself and for my whole my whole uh, my whole family." 
And he was very angry. And he was very sad. And the Chavetz Chaim answered him and said, you are totally and completely justified in, in, in crying. Because if you think that your panasa came to you because of the horse, that the horse somehow was what brought you, was what brought you your, your panasa until today. And when this horse, which is in fact your sustainer, uh, 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 dies, that's it, then in fact you really should be, be crying. But says Chavzaim, if you listen, if you listen to me, then you need to believe that everything, that all your panasa, every cent you make, comes from the Rabbani Shalom personally. It's, 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 it's directed to you specifically by the Rabbani Shalom. And then you'll be able to, to understand. Then, uh, what's the difference? The horse is alive. The horse is dead. The, the horse was only a, a, a conduit, was only a means by which HaKadosh Baruch Hu funneled to you your, your Parnassah. And he has no influence at all on your personal situation, whether you're going to have or, or not. Uh, or that, that, that has nothing to do, and it has nothing to do with, with the horse. And that, and that, in fact, is whatever it is, whatever profession a person is, whatever he does, whether he's involved in business or import or export or what, however it is that a person makes his, uh, his income. So you have to know that it's not, it's not your, your brains, it's not your, your business, but he should, he has to know that none of these are, are what actually sustain a person, but it's HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself who, uh, who, who provides that. And even if, so to speak, the messenger, the, the, the thing that we use to get our panasa, uh, is removed or dies, whatever, whatever it is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not short of conduits, is not short of messengers. Hashem will send us whatever it is that he needs to, to, needs to, uh, to, uh, to send you. In fact, uh, it says, uh, that uh, Yaakov and Esav grew up, and says Esav was Isha de Hatzayin Isha, that he was a, a hunter, he was someone who went out there and had, and had to go skill in, 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 in that. And Yaakov, Ishtam Yeshevayalim. Yaakov stayed at home, Yaakov was sitting and, and learning, and learning Torah. If we kind of freeze framed it right there, and asked ourselves, right, you know, in, in their, in their uh, uh, graduation uh, yearbook from high school, yeah, where they have this thing, uh, who do we deem most likely to 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 succeed? So I'm sure most people would have said, oh, that you know, Asaph is going to be some big entrepreneur, some big famous person who might set records for bringing down the biggest elephant, and certainly he'll be sought after. His services will be sought after, and he will be quite a a uh, a wealthy. A wealthy man, while well, Yaakov, yeah, Yaakov will be a poor person. Yeah, he's content to sit in his little, in his little tent and you know eat whatever it is that uh, that he manages to to get. Anyway, he's just a you know a bench warmer or or, or something or something like that. He's not gonna. He's you know if he's not involved in business, if he's not involved in any kind of enterprise, there's no way he's going to be he's going to be. Uh, Successful. If we fast forward a bit, obviously we know that Yaakov, in fact, got the the brachas from from his father Yitzchak, both 
the, the, the bracha of great, great physical bounty and, of course, the spiritual heir apparent legacy to, to, uh, to Avramovino's, uh, uh, blessing. And, and he became tremendously, uh, tremendously wealth, uh, wealthy in spite of his, uh, lack of business, of business, uh, uh, acumen. You know, it's, it's, a. Uh, as I've said a few times here, you know, there's a famous story about the uh, the father who, uh, on the uh, night of the wedding of his uh, his twelfth child, uh, got up on the bandstand before the the first dance and said he just wants to say something, and he said that he's married off twelve children and he wants to publicly say that Hashem didn't help him at all. To marry off his his children, and I would look at him like he had gone daft. You know, it was like a empty nest syndrome had actually gone to his brain and emptied out his his uh, brain. What was going? On? He pauses for a significant moment, and then he laughs and says, "You think that Hashem helped me? No, of course not. Hashem did everything." I just kind of went through the motions of organizing a few things, but everything came came from the Rabbanu Shalom. It's not that I actually was involved at all. He, he, Hashem, of course, Hashem is the one that that uh, that does it. Uh, you know, in in the uh, in the middle of the Pasha where where Yitzchak is involved in all sorts of uh, endeavors, and and the pasuk says there that by Yisra Yitzchak ba'oretzahi. Yitzchak went and and planted in that in that area, and he found that in that year, his whatever he planted grew and multiplied and increased meyasharim a hundred time a hundredfold. Hashem, and Hashem blessed him. So again, the question is is obvious if. If he went and planted, that means he invested effort, he invaded, invested time, he plowed, he planted the seeds, he did everything that was necessary for for the cultivating and developing of of the land. So, if so, what does it mean by Yimtzabashan? He found a metzia always has the connotation of something that you know you did no effort. You're walking along and you look down and there is a a wallet full of nice rectangular orange pieces of paper that's a matziah that's something that you, you never planned you never made any effort it just it just uh, it just happens so why is it that uh, that uh, it says that Vayimtza uh, he found it when in fact it was actually his uh, his uh, his effort so they answer in fact of course in actuality it was that Yitzchak planted, Yitzchak worked, Yitzchak invested in the land. But nevertheless, when practically everything started to grow and everything, he had this amazing bumper, bumper crop. So he understood that, it, in fact, it was just a mitzvah. It was just something he had found. The success had nothing to do with his uh, with his effort, and it was just a a, a matan. It was just a gift from Hakadosh Baruch that Hakadosh Baruch had uh, had uh, had blessed him. Because, uh, as as uh, King Shlomo says in 
in in Mishle, Birchas Hashem Hitashi. It's, it's the blessing of Hashem that makes us wealthy. It's nothing. It's nothing else. And 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 all our all our efforts, all our endeavors, all the hard work we put in is just you know from the from the curse of uh, of Adam uh, Rishon. We have to put in a certain a certain effort that that, that that's a gezeira from from Hashem of You have to make some effort, and that's that's the trigger for Hakadosh Baruch Hu to unleash for us all 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 upon us. We have, but it's nothing. In fact, that we that we do everything comes as a uh, as a uh, as 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 a mitzia, and uh, someone whoever is able to to uh, to keep this concept in his mind all the time, and and he recognizes that it's nothing to do with us, nothing to do that we're so successful. It's just the Rebbeinu Shlom who wants us to have that uh, that uh, uh, that uh, that bounty. And and from that from that uh from that uh, understanding and and and, uh, and and closeness to to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, then then uh, Hashem will 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 give me. And that's uh, in in last week's parsha, where uh, Avraham Avinu says to to Eliezer, Eliezer is is being sent on this mission that uh, he has no idea if he can succeed. And, and Avram says to him, Hashem Hashem, Hashem, who's the God of heaven, He will send his malach in front of you. And and it's interesting because later on, when Eliezer repeats that conversation over to Lavan. Uh, and and Besuel, he says to him, "Who yishlach malachoy imoch? He will send his his angel with you. What's the difference between lefanecha and 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 imoch before you or with you? Because the reality was that Eliezer was worried. Eliezer was a bit afraid. Maybe he wouldn't be able to be successful in his uh, in his mission. So Avram says to him, "Don't worry. You don't have to, you don't have anything." To worry about, because a malach's gonna come down from Shemayim, and he's gonna go ahead of you, and he's going to organize everything. You're gonna, when by the time you get there, <clears throat> it's gonna be a shulchan aruch. It's gonna be all organized. It's gonna be all set up. You just have to, you know, uh, uh, play the part. You just have to voice, mouth the words, and and uh, and it's it's all going to it's all going to happen. Everything has Hashem is ready. Has already uh, has already. Uh, Done it, Hashem. Organized everything. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to. Uh, it's not that Hashem will. You'll do something, and Hashem is going to help you. Uh, but rather, Hashem has done everything in advance. However, when it comes to uh, love and Abbasul, who weren't exactly the most uh, sort of a big ma'aminim uh, in Hashem, they weren't sort of very, uh, very close. Kind of, kind of. Uh, Kind of uh, Jews, so there Eliezer had to say that Avram told him that, Hash- that Hashem is going to send his malach with you. In other words, <coughs> to, to give the expression that he would do something, and as a reaction of Hashem would do it, Hashem would Hashem would help Hashem would help uh, uh, along, and it's a it, it, it's 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 a tremendous concept because it, if we if we believe that and, and believe that everything comes. From from uh, from the Rebbeinu then we can live such a life of of uh, of 
of simchas of 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 of, of happiness because we don't have to we don't have to we don't have to worry we have to uh, just know that the rebbeinu and and yeah says Eile told us Yitzchak ben Avram says Yitzchak we know lived on on the incredible on the incredible amida uh, 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 Yitzchak's whole uh, kind of avoid uh, Hashem, uh, his name, in fact. Yitzchak comes from the word tzchik. As, as much as he, his, he was, he was gavur, he was strength, but there was, there was a certain simcha that, that he had. And why did that simcha? So he's told they spent Avram. His simcha came from the emuna of, of Avram Avinu. When a person has, when a person has real trust in HaKadosh Baruch that everything comes to him, it's not us, it's not us, what we do and what happens and what's happening in the stock market and whether this government it's, you know, does this or doesn't do this or helps us, doesn't help us, it's, it's immaterial. Everything comes from HaKadosh Baruch Then you can live a tremendous life of, of Simcha Sachayim, of, of, uh, of, of happiness. Eile told us Yitzchak ben Avram. The Yitzchak, the Simcha of Yitzchak comes because of the, the Emuna of Avram and Aloiran and, and the Amun of Avram it's the Amun that brings that brings then the Simcha the Chasam Sefer has a tremendous tremendous idea he says that why, why in fact uh, uh, did Hashem organize that Yitzchak wasn't fully aware of what of what Esav was he says because uh, 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 Yitzchak had to give those those uh those those brachas and he wanted to give it to 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 Esau. He wanted to give it. Had he had he known about the true character and the true identity of what Esau was, he would never have been in a sufficient state of simcha. He would have been worried in a state of anxiety about his son and not know what to do. And he wouldn't have been able to give the brachas at all. Therefore, Hashem organized that he wouldn't know about it. Until then, but this is certainly something we have to put in our little kit bag and and realize and carry with us in every situation in our life. We're going to carry on a little bit of of uh, Maisa Shabbos just after this break. Please don't run away. This is Chai FM 101.9 on the greatest radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. We are back. On this Friday afternoon, as I said, this is Shabbos Kodesh Parshas Toldos. Just the important details we need to know. The latest time for lighting Shabbos candles today is at 618. Uh, if your shul uh, accepts Shabbos earlier, if they accept the standard uh, Johannesburg quarter past six time, then you are bound to light by by that by that uh, by that time, uh, Shabbos Kodesh ends tomorrow night at ten minutes past seven at seven ten. This week we are going to be mivarchin Kodesh. We are going to be blessing the month of Kislev. The Rosh Kodesh, please God, will be tomorrow night. Will be on Mitzvah Shabbos and and Sunday. Just one day of Rosh Kodesh. This. This month, you better have right because only one day comes and goes and goes quickly. And therefore, we have the special Haftarah tomorrow that we say on uh, the day before Rosh Chodesh, which is really the connection it has to uh, 
on, on, certainly on a superficial level, the main connection it has to the fact that it's Erev, Erev Rosh Chodesh. And, and then, uh, so if, if you are saying after tomorrow, please make sure you prepare the right, the right one. And then we'll, we'll say the Berch Chodesh and, uh, and then Rosh Chodesh then, as I say, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. Chodesh Kislev means that, uh, Hanukkah can't be far far behind in fact it's kind of at the very uh not too far into the into the into the uh into the holidays and in sort of the second week of of december is already is already hanukkah this this year so it's something something to look forward to although i think uh most south africans at this point are very very busy looking forward towards uh Towards their holidays, it's not uh, it's not far away. Soon the schools will be over. Soon many of the industries will close, and then we'll all be re- relocating to to uh, see your mountain, wherever it is that you that you prefer to uh, to spend your 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 holiday or your well earned your well earned uh, uh, holiday. Um, we are talking about uh, activity that is done on. Uh, on, on Shabbos, we've mentioned the general, the general principles. So I want to go, just go into a few, a few, uh, a few things that, that need to be, need to be discussed. Uh, we've spoken about these situations really where one's not allowed to have benefit from the activity done by, by another Jew and sometimes even by a non-Jew on, on Shabbos. There are certain, uh, situations where one is allowed to benefit from uh, a, a work uh, uh, work that was done on Shabbos, and and specifically there's sort of three general areas in which that leniency would apply. The one being, in many instances, if the work was done unintentionally, uh, or number two, if if the prohibition that was violated was only a rabbinic prohibition and not a not a Torah one that would made a difference. And then the, the third one would be the situation of uh, where it was done not as an act, as an intentional act at all, but something that was done simply a person you know lost his head or didn't have his brain turned on and did something kind of without without thinking, which in Allah is unfolds under the general category of what's called misasik. Um in other words that that which we learned that it's in fact forbidden to have any kind of benefit on Shabbos from work that's uh, that's been done by by uh, by another Jew. So we said that according to many of the authorities, uh, that applies even if it was done uh even if it was done inadvertently, inadvertently as we said, means either not knowing that today is Shabbos or perhaps knowing that it's Shabbos but not knowing that this activity was was forbidden. Um we said that that, that prohibition only applies when the activity that was done involves violating a Torah principle, a a a, a work principle that is in fact prohibited by by the uh, by the by the Torah, like the thirty nine categories of of work and their and their subcategories are all prohibitions from from the Torah. But if the prohibition is only a uh, a rabbinic a rabbinic one. 
so in that situation, if the activity was only done uh, uh, inadvertently, so then you are allowed to have benefit from it on, on Shabbos. So it's a combination. If it was done inadvertently and it's the kind of activity that's only forbidden the Rabbanon, that would be a, 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 a allowance to benefit from that activity on, uh, on, uh, on Shabbos. However, if it was done on purpose, then that wouldn't make a difference. Even if it is in, in, in its, uh, in its root, uh, a, a rabbinic prohibition, but if it's done on purpose, then it would have the same status as one of the actual 39 categories of work, and it would be totally, totally forbidden to have any kind of benefit, benefit uh, from it for the rest of that, uh, of Shabbos, and only on on Motzei Shabbos, only after Shabbos, would you be allowed to have any kind of uh, any kind of uh, benefit benefit from it, and that, uh, that that's brought down both by the by the Mishnah Brura in in Shinyutches, and also Rabbavadia also Paskins uh, the same way in that same in that same uh, in that same uh, 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 simon. Uh, just for example, let's say one uh, had produce from Israel, one was in Israel, and one separated the correct ties, the truma and and miser, uh, and and let's say, or even here, the one took challah from one's dough on Shabbos. So that is a rabbinic, a rabbinic prohibition because it looks like you're taking something which is unusable and and making it uh, edible. Therefore, if it was done uh, on Shabbos only by mistake, you'd be allowed to eat those food that were fixed up on, on, on Shabbos. But if you did it on purpose, then you'd only be allowed to eat it on, on Motsai Shabbos. We're going to come back with a final segment in a moment. This is, we just got to go to the shops for one minute. This is Soul to Soul on 101.9 High FM. Don't run away. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb. 101.9 Chai FM. We are back just the last few minutes before we run away and turn into Chalas before Shabbos. Before Shabbos begins, I guess that would be the Jewish version of, of pumpkins or, or something like that. Um, right. So we are saying that, uh, in a situation where you did something that was only a a a, a drabonon and you did it b'shoigeg, uh, uh, you would be allowed to benefit from it on on Shabbos. However, obviously, if you did it on purpose, then you'd only be able to eat it on when Shabbos is uh, is uh, is over. So let's say one by mistake turned on some kind of an electric uh, appliance. On uh, on uh, on Shabbos, uh, let's say you uh, you put on I don't know the aircon or a, or a fan or or something like that or or or, or the fridge. So uh, since there are many of the poskim who say that doing that is in fact a a a Torah a Torah pro- prohibition because of the way electricity works, etc., etc. So, uh, if one wanted to, to be, uh, to be lenient 
and uh, and use them, one could have uh, one could uh, do so. There are there are are some of the paiskim who are lenient and would uh, and would uh, allow that. But let's say uh, if it's something that uh, someone turned on an oven or something like that. Where literally it has uh, filaments and and it actually gets uh, it gets hot and 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 and, and uh, those you know different things are being are being kindled and and ignited, or uh, yeah, or a uh, or a, even a, a globe that uh, uh, incandescent globe. So therefore, sure, one is violating a Torah a Torah prohibition, and therefore, even if it was done. Uh, by accident, you would not be able to have any benefit from that on uh, on uh, on Shabbos. Uh, if you did turn on a heater or something like that, you would then, as I say, as I mentioned last week, you would have to either open the window to minimize the effects of of that of that uh, heater, or actually uh, walk out of the room and go into a different room so that you shouldn't actually have any uh, have any benefit. From that, uh, from that, uh, from that activity. Um, if, however, it wasn't, it wasn't shogeg, it wasn't a you forgot today was Shabbos or forgot you weren't allowed to turn it on, but it was uh, what's called mesasek, where you didn't just, you know, you were thinking about something else and just you walked by and you know, did it without actually engaging your brain at all, since you had no intention at all. To do that particular action, that particular uh, uh, activity, at all. So then, even in a situation where the the act that was done is in fact prohibited uh, uh, from the Torah, you're not. Uh, there's no. There's no uh, uh, restriction on having on having benefit uh, uh, from it. Uh, right? Uh, if you, uh, yeah, just. Walk out of the room and and uh, and or into a room and turn the light on, or you're leaning against the wall and your your body uh, 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 turn uh, your causes that a a light a light goes on. You are allowed to have benefit from it because, uh, uh, as we said, there's there's a fundamental difference between shoygeg between something done with a lack of knowledge that today was Shabbos or about this activity, and and. Uh, and misasik, which is something where you just simply, simply didn't uh, didn't do it, and it's a question of of, of the uh, of the carbon involved. But uh, I'm going to need to leave that and pick pick it up from there. Please God, uh, and next week as our time is is waning, and uh, we're going to have in the, at the top of the hour we're going to have the the news, and then uh, and then we'll have the chief. The chief rabbi, and then some wonderful, 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 inspiring Shabbos sticker music to bring you right up until until sort of right before Shabbos, where we'll go off the off the air. I just want to thank all of you for for joining us, and and just really to wish all of our listening audience, wherever you might be in Johannesburg, elsewhere in the country, or anywhere around the world. A, a, a beautiful good Shabbos, a Shabbat Shalom, a, a Shabbat. We we really get a chance to you know catch our wits and and have a chance to be to be inspired and grow and think about some of the amazing things that are discussed in this week's parsha. Talk about it at at the table. Make it a focus 
of your life and, and, and emerge from this, from the Shabbat and then Rosh Chodesh. It's a holiday weekend, so to speak, uh, uh, inspired and, and, and ready to face the challenges of, of next week with greater vigor and, and as we spoke, with a much greater level of, of faith in, in the Rabbanishlam. Thank you for listening and good Shabbos to all.